Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy, while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it, and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pileggi, and in each episode, we uncover new, empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Today we're talking about love bombing. And for those who haven't heard of this term before, it is a term when you are dating someone or you're getting to know someone and essentially they just are over the top, are really wanting to lock it down, are doing everything possible to make sure that you feel loved and wanted and it's kind of all too much too fast. So this is an interesting concept that has been talked about a lot more recently and if you feel like this topic's not going to connect to you, I promise it will. Whether you're in a relationship or not, I think that you will have had past experiences with this or you know people who are going through it now, your single friends. And I cannot wait to get into this topic because I think it's so fascinating to just dive into and, and really see how this starts and where it comes from and why people do this and why we get attracted to this. So what does love bombing even look like? I will be the first to admit that I have been love bombed several times um, and when I talk to my single friends they say the same thing too and I feel like I'm very self-aware. I pick up on patterns and so for someone who's very self-aware and has dated a lot it can still happen to you. Love bombing is again basically someone just trying to lock it down really quickly with you. They are very insecure they've maybe had past experiences where they have been rejected or things haven't gone well and they are just looking for that validation so they pick up on all the things that you love they which by the way like it, it is normal and when i say normal i mean what we typically see what's typically accepted you know when you're dating for people to pick up on your interests and to plan dates accordingly but this is different this is next level the reason love bombing becomes a problem is because it's almost disingenuine. It is sometimes the byproduct of narcissistic behavior and someone who could have possibly experienced abuse at a younger age or at some point in their life that was very traumatic. But of course that isn't true for all. It's some kind of voice. So a history of trauma can really play into the person who is being love bombed and the person who love bombs. Oftentimes things are going to come up to surface. It's going to be in the form of insecurities and it's not going to be very nice. So I'll give you an example of when I was recently love bombed. So recently I connected with someone who I had known when I was much younger and they had reached out to me. We had messaged for a few weeks consistently. They were very like persistent and eager in wanting to meet up. And initially I took this as like, oh wow, I'm, I'm flattered. They want to reconnect somehow. And I think this is why people get in this, get swept away in this because they're just like, oh, it's I'm flattered. They're showing they care. And especially if you've had a history of people who dating people who are doing the bare minimal you're like this is refreshing this is nice but it's not <laughs> and i'll tell you why so 
Um, initially, yeah, I was flattered and I was like, I like his determination. I know he's working and I like seeing someone who is busy but still making the time. Like, this is awesome. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll give it a shot. So we met up a couple of times and he was just really doing the most. He would bring me like coffees, he would bring me food. And again, I think some of this is borderline normal, but it was to the point where it was like kind of too much. Like, yeah, like, do you like this restaurant? Like, look at the menu. And I'm like, this is $80 sushi. I'm someone who's incredibly laid back. I'm not very flattered by like gifts. I like quality time. I like a lot of effort. I like meaning. I like intention. So I'm not someone who is just flattered by a lot of gifts and a lot of actions in that way I guess but that's also my love language I that that's not for me that one I'm a quality time type of person yeah so this person kept continuing you know with the consistent messaging the consistent showing up making plans at the end of the night when we had hung out like for the next time which was great and all of these things that were like this is I think a green flag like this is kind of nice I've never had this before yeah, like he was just like, so do I have a chance? Like, are we, he was just trying to seek, he was trying to get that validation for me, but I was just like, okay, we've literally been talking for three weeks, like take it easy. And all of a sudden he just stops messaging me. Like he ghosted me. And then like two weeks later, I see a photo of him and someone else. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, like I, I don't get it. You were the one chasing me, you were the one going after me, and all of a sudden you just kind of stopped. And I think it was maybe like I wasn't meeting that, I wasn't filling that that space for him where I was giving him that validation that I loved all the things he was doing. I was going at it at a very like you know typically slower pace when you are starting to feel someone out and get to know them. And he must have met someone who loved all of that and loved all the things he was doing. And good luck to them. <laughs> Another one that I had was literally right before that and we, him and I had met at our work and had connected really well and had a lot of similar interests, viewed the world very similarly, had a lot of, both had a lot of past trauma and had both lost our dad so we connected on that and everything on the surface was was great. He was very persistent, very forward with how interested he was. Again, I was very flattered, uh, but it became all too much, all too fast. And he was already within a few weeks wanting me to be his girlfriend and um, wanting to plan trips with me and talking about the future and talking about locking things down. And I'm like, I don't even have good sense of you at this point. Like, how could you want all these things for me? So I think someone who love bombs is in love with the idea of being with someone or in love with someone's potential to an extent. And are willing to do anything again, lock it down and get that quick validation. So for those of you who are married and you don't necessarily connect with the topic of love bombing, I'm sure you have friends who are dating and are experiencing this and possibly falling for it and you're seeing it from your side and you're seeing it for what it is. This can be upsetting because we want the best for our friends, we want the best for people we love. So really, how can we support our friends who we are finding are running into this pattern of being love bombed? And really, it's just about letting them go through it themselves because again, it's it would be pretty hard to see off the bat, you know, you, when you are dating someone, you do want validation. You do want to feel flattered. You do want to feel like they are putting in effort and time. And I think there is that gray area in the beginning. So I think just letting them go through it and being supportive along the way 
I would say a few things to look out for for people who do not want to be love bombed or have been for uh, the last few times they've been dating and getting to know someone is really take your time and also just be on alert for someone who is over complimenting, someone who is wanting something really quickly from you. And as for the over complimenting, it's like complimenting you on things like they don't have a full idea about yet. Like, how can you say I'm this and this when you don't really have a good idea of me? So it makes me think, oh, well, could you be saying that to someone else so quickly next week if you met them, right? You want someone to be saying those things who who means it and who has spent a s- substantial amount of time with you to appreciate you as a person so that those compliments are meaningful. So you'll want to be on alert for someone who is over complimenting quickly and someone who is um, really persistent and wanting something from you, whether that is wanting to lockdown being in a relationship with you wanting to go on a trip with you right away uh, wanting to meet your your parents or friends right away i think it's a combination of all of those things and someone who is kind of displaying a bit of insecurity like they can't go a day or two this is in the beginning stages of dating a day a day or two without talking to you because they need that validation and don't get me wrong again when we are dating we really do need that validation so some nice messages here and there some actions here and there that are showing that this person is really wanting to get to know you better but going at a pace that makes you feel comfortable if you're ever put in a position where you know you you feel off you have to trust your your gut feeling and of course you know sometimes anxiety is an asshole and gets in our head and makes us doubt ourselves i'm talking about the gut feeling that you have that sends alerts all throughout your body your head your chest your stomach and you try to convince yourself to ignore those feelings uh, because you think there might be a better reward. And I truthfully think being in a pandemic for a year and a half, two years, where dating has been incredibly difficult, most of us who are single did not date for months, or we tried to find creative ways around it, talking to people on the phone or having video dates. I think especially because people have been pent up inside for so long, there are those people who really want to settle down and honestly lost a handful of years, especially if you're in your late 20s or late 30s and you feel like, you know, I really wanted to settle down. I really saw something else for myself at this point. And we did lose those years. So I think because of that, we can be a little bit more vulnerable to being love bombed or people can love bomb more because they want to just be with someone. They want to get that part of their life started. It's honestly so important to take your time with getting to know somebody. If you rush into things, it's like, you know, those insecurities and um, issues that haven't been talked about or those parts of that person that you haven't seen yet are going to show up anyways. And it's going to be harder for you to leave if you have already been so quick to commit. So really take that time to get to know somebody. Those few years were years of experience where you would have been out and talking to people, talking, uh, meeting new people, making new connections, and that just wasn't there at all. So be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself, and also don't jump at the next person. I also want to talk about the connection between trauma and love bombing. And I think that those who go through trauma, of course we are... We can possibly be more uh, hypervigilant, be in survival mode, experience loneliness, experience isolation, uh, experience intense moments of sadness and losing connections, which is really hard. And I think that 
not always, but sometimes those who have gone through trauma can be more susceptible to falling into this hole of being love bombed because we are we have gone through a lot. We likely be compassionate toward others, wear our heart on our sleeves. I think again for various reasons we can kind of fall into this hole. Um, so I would say again for those who have experienced trauma to really be mindful of who you're letting in. And I know things can feel very isolating and pain makes your world feel very small so when you do find a connection um, whether that's connecting over a uh, similar loss or connecting in some kind of way you want to hold on to that and I understand that Um, but again just be very careful with your heart and I have a special place in my heart for those who have experienced various losses and have gone through grief and because I know what it's like, you know, 10 years like that. So I, I know what it's like. And I would never want someone who has experienced a fresh loss to just get into that hole of getting into a relationship with someone because it, it's nice to feel flattered and it's nice to feel seen. And you're getting that from someone, but you're getting that from someone who might be going at it for the wrong reasons and going in it for their own selfish reasons of wanting to feel loved and supported and you have a big heart and you see the world differently and you want to give people a chance but really protect yourself while also getting out there but just not committing right away to something because you're someone very special so you deserve all of the work that someone's going to put into getting to know you You deserve that meaningful connection to recap um, if we visualize what love bombing is you can probably imagine something being very intense coming at you very fast and essentially taking over for so many different reasons this can be attractive to us but it's not always the most genuine best way to build a foundation with somebody new you want it to be very authentic you want it to be respectful of where you're at and what pace you prefer really consider all of this when you are dating just really take care of yourself and honestly lean on your friends if something seems a bit off or you're not sure don't feel embarrassed that you were so excited about somebody and now you're telling your friends that you're questioning them your friends are going to be there to help and just you know, share with them. If something feels off, they'll give you an objective point of view while also considering the person that you are and what would what would be best for you in their eyes. So all of that information is important to take in. The right person for you is going to be taking their time and wanting to get to know all parts of you and respecting where you're at with your healing and your journey with yourself, with whatever you're going through, not putting you in a position to challenge yourself when you're not ready to or putting you in a position to question yourself. And again, if you connected with anything so far up to this point and feel like, oh, I definitely... I've loved bombed someone in the past. There's no shame in that. Always an opportunity to reflect and to think of where you've been and where you are and where you're going and what that period of your life was was telling you, what needed attention. Uh, maybe it was quite literally you that felt like you needed attention and you need to lock something down with someone. Maybe a lot of your connections in your life were letting you down and you lost a lot of people along the way. So you just very much wanted to connect with something and want something solid. And there's absolutely nothing wrong in that at all but I think that we need to be aware of the things that can make us a little bit more vulnerable so that these jerks don't take advantage of that in any sense but also looking inward seeing what we're wanting in somebody um I think in my early 20s 
not I think, I know in my early 20s, I was super open-minded. And I was open-minded because at that point I had gone through so much and part of me didn't want to share that with people because I thought it would be overwhelming and I just didn't want to get into those talks with new people. I also just felt like I didn't want people to judge me. So who was I to judge somebody else? And I still feel that way to this day, but I think in terms of dating, you should be allowed to say, you know what, I empathize for this person and the things that they went through, but they're honestly just not it for me at the end of the day. We can maybe be friends or I can respect this person from a distance, but for what I'm looking for and where I'm at with my healing, this person is just not it for me. And I think in my, again, I know, I know in my early 20s, I so greatly struggled with this, but I really need to, I needed to go through it. I needed to have those really shitty experiences and those awful dates and those awful months of getting to know somebody and it just not working out or seeing how the love bombing played out where it turned into manipulation. Yeah, so I think it is important to somewhat go through it but also be aware. And I and I wish that those were things I was aware of before. In my early 20s, I thought I hit everything so well and nobody could tell and it just it just wasn't the case. I'm sure people saw right through me, but you want to protect yourself. So you create this outer layer and create what you think will protect you and Uh, For me, that was just shielding other people from my story and that it really shouldn't be like that because that ultimately contributed to unclear standards and unclear expectations. Uh, And I I do think that your standards really shape throughout your 20s, throughout your 30s. Yeah, it's really just about kind of going through it, pulling on your support, taking in information like the information that has been said in this podcast and trying to find ways to connect it to where you're at. And the intentions aren't always in the right place, unfortunately. It's sometimes wanting to play catch up and fill some type of void on their end. The problem with it is that it could be viewed as the ideal, being showered with love, when in reality, the most authentic, strong connections are aren't founded that way. So it's sometimes the ideal portrayed in movies and in songs, and that reinforces this notion of love bombing being accepted and being wanted at first uh, and being confused with what should be the beginnings of getting to know somebody and an authentic foundation. Three questions I'm going to leave you with are, have you seen signs of love bombing in romantic comedies that are viewed to be normal and viewed to be accepted have you been love bombed before and what has that looked like you've heard two of my tragic stories so what does love bombing looked like for you and in the past have you loved bombed someone have you had wanted to be with someone very quickly and that stemming from some kind of insecurity or previous place of rejection Shout out to you for showing up today and choosing to look inward at your past relationships, your past dating history, and possibly what's currently been going on for you in your dating life or your friends' dating lives. It takes a lot to look inward and look at your patterns and say, hey, you know, lately I've been attracted to this and I don't know why and it's trying to explore that. Um, I think it's also great that, you know, we're starting to challenge what has been accepted in society for a long time and in pop culture, in our music, in our movies and the things that we're seeing and what's being reinforced. And it's also important to look out for yourself. You know, we want to help each other out and not fall into these traps of 
this quick fix, quick love. And for some of us, we're, we're quite vulnerable because of the things that we've been through, but it's not a quick fix. It's not an overnight fix. There has to be a lot of work in building a genuine connection and a meaningful, lasting connection. So I'm here to encourage you to do the work, take the time, and as always, keep healing and keep choosing to look inward. Don't forget to sign up for the Girls Gotta Heal peer support group, which is hosted virtually and by me, where we get into more of these topics around relationships, trauma, wellness, and personal growth, and how they all play a role in our personal development and where we're at right now. If you'd like to sign up, you can sign up through the website girlsgotheal.com or through Instagram at girlsgotheal. I look forward to connecting with you more and so love having you part of this community where we're coming together, we're breaking down barriers, and we're getting stronger together.